You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season, we are delving into the global phenomenon of Juliantina. I'm Sheena. My pronouns are she, her. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here. Monica McCowan. My pronouns are she, her as well. And I am a lesbic author and Juliantina superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast. But uh, extremely excited to, to get to relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of. Gia was in prison and finally Val and his girlfriend got to see him. Then we ended off with Jacob chatting to the psychic lady a bit and then we right at the end had Val and Gia's girlfriend commiserating over her breakup. Today we start with we're still with Jacob and the psychic lady and she is too tickled She's like, continue telling me about your daughter and Beltran's daughter. And she is grinning. Are they girlfriends or what? And then he's like, details aren't necessary. But she wants all the dirty deeds. She thinks this is hilarious. Right. And she is implying in no uncertain terms that bringing Val and Juliana together could very realistically be the entire point of the situation they found themselves in. That's right, she keeps saying things like, I don't think it's a coincidence, I think it's destiny. You're transmigrating souls for your daughters to meet. Okay, but Jacob's not buying any of it. He's like, you have an ulterior motive. You want me to help Beltran save his daughter. So she's like, well, yes, you know that too. But I think she genuinely believes that all of this is just a big, you know, chess game. All right, so now we cut to Val sitting on the couch in her living room. She's reading a book, and Chivis comes in and says, there's someone here to see you. And then she shows in Sergio. And Val's face when she sees Sergio is just... And he looks kind of guilty and sort of looks away, and he looks... You know that hangdog kind of vibe? Yeah, he does that really well with just, you know, one little head drop. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I can't believe you're here. You really have a nerve kind of a vibe. And, and he is like, please just hear me out. And Val's like, no, I don't feel like it. Which And she's doing the righteous indignation very well in this scene. Which I think she very much has the right to be doing right now. Absolutely. You know, and not only, I think the bigger crux of this is Juliana, but also she and Sergio have been friends forever. And she is really upset that he would do something like this to her. Absolutely. She's heartbroken and she says to him that she can't believe he did this, you know. And then she says, I think you should leave. And he... He hesitates and he's like, I understand why you're mad at me, but just listen. And he even apologizes, said he's an idiot. And that's kind of what we were saying. He is not super smart. And then he tells her that they've kidnapped Jules. And then it's a beautiful shot of of her expression and they zoom in. It's this kind of moment of realization. It's a really good technique, film-wise, to zoom in on an expression when there's a big emotion being felt because the camera movement draws you in 
and and lets you feel that even more. And then there's just this pause. This is what they do so well. We were talking about the beats that they just leave it. They just let reactions happen and that sort of thing. There's a beautiful moment there between Sergio and Val. And this is such a great catalyst, I suppose, to the whole thing of it doesn't actually matter what you've done when there's a crisis. It doesn't matter that you're fighting with whoever. When there's a crisis, you get together, you band together to solve this crisis. Because in the very next scene, we see Sergio with Val and Panchito. Right. And not Lupe, which is important. But Val and Sergio go off together to immediately find Juliana's family. Yes. And so he's been quite forthcoming about the information that they have so far. And yeah, we this scene is allowed to play out with Val initially getting this information because Panchito says that Lupe's off doing something. And obviously that means she's off with like Beltran. That also means that Lupe's not there to have her Lupe feelings about her non, you know, Val and Juliana's non-relationship, but soulmatedness. So this is good. Like this needs to happen in this way um, so that Val can at least get a little bit of information and then go into what I love, which becomes kind of like a Val protector mode um, where she's getting stuff done. And even though, you know, I hate these upcoming scenes, it's they're some of my favorite with Valentina because she is unrelenting in her pursuit of, of getting this all taken care of. To be fair, is there anything in the show that you don't love about Valentina? No, because even a couple episodes ago, I was like, she's being bratty right now. But even when she's being bratty, I love that too. I think she's just like such a pure, good, yeah. No, I think she's a great like archetype for a character. Also doesn't help that she's gorgeous. I mean, doesn't hurt rather that she's gorgeous. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, but that's, I mean, Sheena, I'm here for the art and the plot. I mean, <laughs> come on. But yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yes, I agree with you. So now, I love the interplay between Sergio and Val at this point in the story because Val is just not letting him off the hook. And every time he tries to talk, she just shuts him down with like, no. So he says to her, I need to explain what's ha- what happened And then she's like, I don't feel like talking. It's important to note for the viewer, you know, again, the last information she got was from my arch nemesis Lucho, in which he's implying in no uncertain terms that it was more than just sex, that they're dating now. And she must really like him because they slept together. Remember, that's how he framed that situation even though Sergio told him that wasn't what happened so that's the information that Val has she is coming to terms with the fact that you know Sergio and Juliana are dating and that Juliana's feelings could have changed which is also very confusing for her because she thought they had this like big great kind of epic love going on here um so for Juliana to turn that off so quickly is like very very confusing to her 
So she has a lot of things going on in her head right now that she's trying to process amidst the fact that, you know, she just finds out that Juliana got kidnapped. And it doesn't help that Sergio is the one that broke that news. That here it is, Sergio, her new boyfriend, coming to tell her things about her ex-girlfriend's life. Ah, it's all so much. (laughs) Poor baby. (laughs) And here's the thing about all of this, though, is yes, they are technically broken up right now, but that doesn't mean she doesn't love her. So Val is deeply emotionally invested still in Jules, even if she's heartbroken right this minute. One, she thought that that meant the same thing for Juliana, because Juliana told her that, like, one to two days ago, when they kissed in the kitchen. It was only, like, one to two days ago. And I think two, two at this point. She said, Val, we're not together, but that doesn't mean that I've stopped feeling what I feel for you. She literally said that to her. So, yeah, I, Valentina is just a treasure trove of emotion and confusion right now. The thing is, I understand completely why she's shutting Sergio down, but it's also not going to help her, ultimately, to realize that what happened between him and, and Jules was not what Lucio was saying it was. Yeah, but I think it, I don't know, it makes sense from a human perspective, but it also makes sense if she does assume everything she's found out up until this point is true, because if Sergio says, yes, we had a moment, you know it would, like, break her heart, but she wouldn't begrudge Juliana being happy. 100%. She would want her to be happy with her. But if not, she would try to kind of, like, put on a brave face. So right now, like, she doesn't truly know the score. She hasn't talked to Sergio. She can stew in her, you know, like you said, righteousness just a little bit longer. And I think, you know, not really have to acknowledge whether this is true or not. Because I'm sure there's still a glimmer of her that feels like this is some big miscommunication or misunderstanding. And she just needs to get her baby back to talk to her about it. That's the, you know, like, I think there's this side thing that obviously she would do anything to help Juliana, but she needs to hear what's going on right now from Juliana, not from Sergio, not from Lucho. Like, she needs to talk to her about this. I think you're right. And so she just shuts Sergio down. They're sitting on this bench. Panchito's gone off to get them drinks. Uh, Lupe's not back yet and he keeps trying to have this conversation with her and she's like the important thing right now is that she's safe and I don't have any intention in finding out what's going on between the two of you so drop it and tears are welling up in her eyes now we cut to the unpleasant things that are happening with Jules Soul Patch has got Jules pinned up against the wall and he's threatening her and she's like well you're gonna have to kill me because I don't know what's happening I don't know where Alcino is. And then you cut to an outs- an external view of the house. And then you just hear her yelling, no, no, please, no. And then you cut to inside and she's sitting in a chair. She's tied up and guys are literally like pouring petrol around her. And there's a whole bunch of them circling the chair right now. And Soul Patch is threatening her. Start speaking or I'm going to turn you into a barbecue for the dogs. Can you imagine how terrifying... Yeah, and obviously there 
trying to ratchet up the intensity to try and get her scared. You know, if they kill her, they can't find out what they need to know from her. But she hasn't cracked yet. So, yeah, they're implying they're going to burn her alive, as you do when you're trying to get information out of somebody. But, you know, her story doesn't waver, but she does start to share the pieces of information she does know that they perhaps haven't put together yet about Hakabo. But she knows she sounds crazy. You know, she kind of sounds like a, a lunatic starting to tell them these things, but it's the truth. Yes, and Soul Patch seems disinclined to believe her. He's he sort of makes a joke about how oh now he's lost his memory. Uh, Alcino's now lost his memory and is now the chauffeur kind of person. So while all of this is going on, we cut to a rather placid scene. Lupe walks in. Well, placid in comparison to what we were just watching. Lupe walks up and looks at the terrace, and they sitting down is is. Val and Sergio and Panchito, it's a very calm shot. They're all waiting for her. Of course, there's a lot of emotions under the the surface and all hell's about to break loose here. But in comparison to what we were just watching, it's still relatively like calm here. But in storms a furious Lupe. Oh, wow. And then she's like, what is she doing here? If it wasn't for her, my daughter would never have been kidnapped. I love how now... It's uh, Val's fault that Jules got kidnapped. Well, right, because if Juliana wouldn't have defended Valentina and decided that she didn't want to deal with Lupe's judgment, she would have never left and she would have been at home with her. So obviously it's it's Valentina's fault and it's just so... Uh, the worst. I absolutely hate Lupe in these scenes. I mean, I hate her in a lot of scenes, but like these are just so egregious to me. I understand what they're trying to do for the viewer, but it's just so hard to watch. It's framed so beautifully from a storytelling perspective because you have Panchito and Lupe in the foreground, and in between them in the background, you can see Val sitting there and she's looking really sad. But then as the the tirade goes on, Lupe keeps going on about how it's her fault. I don't want to hear. Val stands up and starts rushing towards her to, you know, (laughs) say her piece. And she's stopped by Sergio, who steps forward and says, it was my fault. Juliana was with me yesterday and I let her leave alone. And then Lupe is like, who are you? At this point, Val steps forward and says, he's your daughter's boyfriend. And there's this kind of confrontation now. And then suddenly Lupe's whole like worldview shifts because now her, her daughter's got a boyfriend. Right. And I think whether Val believes what's happening or not, like in terms of Sergio, I think that she knows that that's the fastest way to get Lupe to stand down so that she can be a part of this process to help get her back. Or she genuinely believes it and is just trying to find some kind of inner peace with herself that this is what's actually going on. So, I mean, it's a complicated place for her to be in emotionally. Yeah, I think it may be a little bit of both, but I really do think she knows that that will 
just get Lupe to roll over. Because the most important thing to Val is making sure that Juliana is safe, regardless of the nature of their relationship, and putting that at the forefront, you know, whether she hopes there's some alternative explanation for what's going on is what needs to happen so that she can be a part of this process. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. And then she says to Lupe, like, tell me what information you've got. And Lupe's not forthcoming at all. She's like, I know that my daughter's in danger. And Val confronts her, gets in her space, looks down at her, because Lupe's a tiny woman. And she says, that's why I'm here kind of thing. And then there's this moment where she's, they're just staring at each other, these two women, both determined. Okay, so now we're back with Soul Patch. He's sort of vacillating between, see, I'm not such a bad guy and giving her water versus like, you know, having his, his goonies stand around with like flaming torches ready to like light her on fire. He's not a very pleasant human being. Nope, and again, implying rape or implying, you know, sex for safety. And it's fast, but there's a little comment he makes about how, oh, you should see the high-class women that I'm with. Right now he's with Ava, if you've forgotten that. So it's, you know, he never mentions her by name, and Juliana has no way of knowing, but it's a, an interesting little intersection of their worlds coming together. He also says uh, that these high-class women often pay him to impregnate them. And considering we found out that Ava's pregnant. All right, so now we're back with Lupe and Val and the guys. And Val can't believe that Lupe is just leaving us up to the Spelltran person and hasn't called the cops at all, which is the precursor to Val in action. Ugh, off, Sergio. All the feelings. This is just the craziest, the dumbest. This scene is like, okay, Lupe and Val and Sergio are standing in a triangle arguing about who they should let help them save Juliana. And then Sergio, like, he just needs to shut up right now. He should not have said a word in the last, like, a hundred words he said. So instead of defending Val, he says, you know, hey, that's her mom. And I'm sure that, you know, her mom only wants what's best for her or knows or whatever. And it's like literally the worst thing that you can possibly say in the entire world because it underscores everything that Val and Juliana or, you know, negates it. I don't know. It's just like he's taking Lupe's side and you're already in the doghouse, man, for what you did. And it leads to this moment where then Lupe just like, in spite of this horrible situation that's going on, gets like this look of excitement and asks him if he's really dating her daughter. And it's, I viscerally find her behavior to be like the one of one of the most like disgusting you know we just watched like a man implying rape and all you know we've watched horrible scenes on this show and just like her almost gleeful delight while her daughter is off being kidnapped somewhere that maybe she's not a lesbian or not in love with valentina it makes my skin crawl absolutely makes my skin crawl 
And this is why I can't stand Lupe in these scenes. And that, I think, is a completely fair comment. And Valentina feels the same way. You know, not only calls her out on it with her words, but is, you know, the look. She's just, it's the look of like, are you kidding me right now? I can't believe she's actually doing this. And says in no uncertain terms that that isn't the priority of the conversation right now. And then, you know, because she's still Val, and even though she said that Sergio was Juliana's boyfriend, kind of makes a little, like, whether it's him or me, who cares? Like, just floating, that you know, could be either. (laughs) Which, again, I think lends to the fact that, like, maybe she's not as sure. Or, you know, doesn't know how this story will end, because she still has these big, epic feelings. And it's hard for her to imagine a world in which Juliana may not have those. So it's getting very, very messy. And I love it. So do I. Uh, Spoken like a true lesbian (laughs) with an axe. And Val says, she's still the most important person in my life. And I'm not going to stand by and let something happen to her. I'm going to do something about it. And then she leaves. And Sergio never answered Lupe's question. And he just follows Val and Val is crying as she comes out of the door she's I mean that was a hard conversation to have at the best of times but on top of the fact that Jules has been kidnapped and her mother doesn't seem to be prioritizing that and prioritizing actually getting her back yeah Lupe is being really gross in these scenes we spoke previously about the the possibility of Lupe actually having some kind of personality disorder and the, these scenes just, for me, lend even more credence to that theory. Right. And just the selfishness and the narcissism. I don't know if that was the, you know, the intent. And again, like, I think based on the scenes that we're watching that have been assembled for Juli and Tina, any scenes between Lupe and Panchito, um, we get to see. So we at least have that frame of reference. But we don't see anything else about Lupe. Like, we don't see her getting with Panchito. Like, she's a main character on the show. So she has her whole own story arc outside of, you know, when her story arc intersects with Juliana and Valentina. Um, So if any viewers have watched the whole show and know what's going on with her, please let us know. Um, Because, yeah, she's she's makes it really hard to want to root for her in any way. I agree with that. Especially, Jules is her daughter, and you're supposed to be particularly nice to your kids. Okay, so Val and Sergio are now outside of the house in the sort of alley, and he says to her, everything that's happening is just too much, and you shouldn't be alone. She's still upset with him, so she's like, how cool of you to now be worried and be my friend and want to do the right thing. I don't want to forgive you for what you did. You crossed the line, and you don't do that. And then she, like, leaves. Next scene is Val flying into the cop's office. The cop from like way earlier in the show when Lupe was in the hospital um, and he was nosing around what was happening to her. And she comes flying in like literally like a superhero with her flappy, I don't know, outer top thing blowing behind her like a cape. Well, at least that's my interpretation. No, I think it's spot on. And I think also, you know, thinking back as you're watching this to the last scene, 
if she and Lupe had found more common ground, she may have been less inclined to strike out on her own and go to the police officer. She may have been willing to try it Lupe's way. But I think Lupe gave Valentina so much to feel like Lupe was wrong about. Lupe thinks we should let Beltran go solve this. But Lupe also thinks that saving her daughter is less important than chastising or confirming if she's dating a man. You know, Lupe's judgment in Val's mind is not to be trusted right now. And I think that that's what makes it really easy for Valentina to go against her wishes and go seek outside support from the police because it could have, you know, ramifications to bring them in. But she, yeah, she has no confidence in Lupe handling this well. Which I think is wise of her, frankly, because Lupe is doing a terrible job at life. Okay, so she is hysterical. She's standing over his desk. She's talking really fast. And he says to her, sit down, explain what happened. And he's trying to sort of slow her down. So she takes a breath, sits down. This is an unusually empty office. Just him in it. Okay, so she's relaying to him, Jules was kidnapped. They think it's to do with El Chino. They think it's the same people that kidnapped Lupe. and. The cop says Alacran is trying to to pull a fast one, and she's like, Fel's priority is just to get Jules back. So she's like, she has to be here with me. We have to do something. We have to prevent them from hurting her. So he's like, we're going to do, you know, what we can. And she's like, we need to do everything necessary to get her back. She's pretty determined. She's feeling that level of frustration that one feels when nobody else seems to be as into solving this problem as you are right and i think she feels very powerless so he says we're gonna do what we can but we can't promise anything and she looks upset and then runs out of the office so we'll stop there for the day you're listening to lesbians on screen i'm sheena and i'm joined today by author monica mckellen monica can you tell listeners where they can find you online very socially active online uh, just depends on what channel uh, so twitter is my jam if you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that i will communicate back so it's at monica mccallan and that's on twitter i do have a facebook fan page and i have a website www.monicamccallan.com but for sure if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff twitter is where you can find me Thank you for listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens. Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Julian Tina. If you love this podcast, then rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.